Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It is a Tuesday edition of Three Dudes with a View. Uh, Maybe I'll be able to wake up and get woke or get awake. I mean, I I use awake and awoke in the sense of uh, shaking off the sleepy heads. Monday Monday seemed like it really drugged for me, but it's Tuesday and it's a new week, and here we go. Um, Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there driving the school bus. What's happening, Clayton? (laughs) Uh, no, I doubt uh, traffic in downtown is uh, pretty normal as usual. So uh have a little detour from uh, uh, Tom J. Hitch over to the station, but uh, I should be there here in just a few minutes. Yeah, I had to take that detour as well. They're doing construction or road work or something out there on East 9th. Uh, Mr. Jim York, dude number one, how's it going? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley. How are you, man? Good morning, everybody. All right. Now, Miss Yorkie, you and I might be able to address this. The, you know, I always sort of start off the show by trying to go around the world. It seems like in Russia and Ukraine and Washington and the state capital and even right here in uh, Murray County where skullduggery persists. Things are still pretty much the same. But in the news this morning, uh, the the press is going on and on about the baby formula shortage. The babies are going to starve, you know, and don't make your own formula and blah, blah, blah. Mr. York, if, if I recall, my sister and I got, you know, milk from the grocery store. Do you, do you recall what you got? Uh, what, as a young kid, as a young kid, we just, you know, they, I think it, there was a formula back in the day that mothers used pet milk, condensed milk, mixed with uh, water, and, and they used that to, to feed kids a lot of times. What I recall is mama just went to the grocery store and got milk, you know. Oh, yeah. Not regular even, milk? Yeah. Regular milk regular was milk. good, you know. They'd mix a little cereal in it or something like that and get it soft yeah. for babies to, to digest, and that was that was a meal. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember Mama always said she used to give me buttermilk because, um, you know, it, was, it didn't upset my stomach as much. And I wasn't crying because I had gas, you know, that kind of thing. Ron Hart, I didn't see you there. and uh, but Yeah, I didn't, didn't do the Zoom. I'm driving right now. I'm going down to Atlanta. Uh, little, little Thug is having a cotillion, a brunch down there, so I'm going to go down for that. Well, Ron Hart... You gonna- who? Young, young Thug, Ron. It's Young, young thug. thug. I'm sorry. Young, young Thug. thug. Okay. Young thug. Young Get thug. it right, Ron. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I look at the invitation. It's really nice. I mean, he's really high font, 
paper and stuff like that for his deal. You know, he's, he's also having a golf tournament later this afternoon at Peachtree Golf Club. So it's it's good to see young thug, you know, kind of doing well in Atlanta. Might teach you how to rap, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Atlanta, I'll tell you what. I just, ugh, Lord, that's poor town. But, uh, yeah, baby this- milk. I just I, I got regular milk from the, you know, they delivered it. Delk, everybody else had probably just regular milk. I don't know what the big deal about this formula thing is. These kids, too, now are drinking more water than we did. It's crazy. For, you know, everybody says water is good for you, 80 ounces a day if you weigh 160 pounds, about half your weight in ounces you're supposed to drink per day. I, I can totally see that as being a, a good thing to do. But, uh, and now my daughter, who's kind of a health nut and goes to Whole Foods type of, you know, liberal, uh, she gives her kids all this, you know, GMO, whatever it is, this, this, this pure organic stuff. The non-GMO. Non-GMO, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so I, that's, that's, we'll see how that turns out. I, I just, You know, parents are doing that, I think, Del. Baby formulas and all that is a lot faster to, to feed their children. And back in the day, uh, folks took the time to prepare a meal for all the family. And, and feeding a baby was just part of preparing a meal. I mean, but everybody's in a rush today, and that's why baby farming is so popular. Well, I mean, but the news articles, Mr. York, all are like in a panic, like babies are going to starve to death if uh, they don't have baby formula. And, um, and you know, this is an emergency, and they want Joe Biden to do something about it, and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, my best memory, <clears throat> I was five years older than my little sister, and I, I, I remember Mama just pouring, you know, milk out of a milk jug from the grocery store, and she would, she would uh, put it in a little boiling or warm water to, you know, get it up, warm it up. You know, she, she wasn't going to give it to my sister Cole. And um, you know, as far as I know, there's no shortage of cow milk going on. My, my yeah, you, got the two, you got the, the two percent milk too. Two percent right down there with. Biden's approval ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I think a lot of this uh, also has to do with uh, our society has changed now in that the mother is working outside the home. And most of the time, you know, for was it eons, what, how did the baby get their, how did the baby get their food? It was from mama, directly right. from mama. And formula kind of came about. Uh, or the popularity of formula kind of came about when when moms started working outside the home and couldn't couldn't breastfeed their babies, and so now it's a panic because moms still got to work. Well, and but Mike Lyle, do you, you do you remember? Did you and your siblings get uh, cow milk from the grocery store? Uh, mom was. I'm gonna I'm gonna be <laughs> blunt. Mom was cheap, so she got she bought Carnation Instant Milk. And when she, what she would do was buy one gallon of carna- of regular milk and then Carnation Instant Milk, and we, then we would have four four gallons of milk. There you go. And uh, <laughs> uh, for a long time, I didn't drink a lot of you know that. It was great to cook with, but mm, that's that's uh, it, for a long time I didn't like milk. But but yeah, that's how that was the milk we grew up with. Well, and I mean, so just, but, but uh, that's what I was saying, Mike. Uh, Women are uh, are doing a lot of different things. They don't have a lot of time, so yeah. the baby formula is is the way to feed right. their children. Today. And I and I said that's the reflection I, of our society has changed in that the, yeah. the moms working outside the home now instead of being at home as much, 
where she could breastfeed the baby, and that then, then the formula is not a big deal. I'm, I'm a lot of things have changed. I, you know, back I tried explaining to my kids, eight, nine, ten, twelve year old, they had phones, cell phones, and tried to explain to them back in the old <laughs> days, you're Walmart, you lost, you were just lost. <laughs> there was no calling to find out where you are. You're just gone. So, I think there's even commercial breast milk. If you listen, there's even commercial breast milk out there, Del. Well, but it, it, Mr. York, if if you listen to the national press, I mean the the media that they, they, they oh babies go starve to death. There's no formula. Well, I, said far as I know, babies can drink milk just like the rest of. You know. If they weren't so, you know, if they weren't so concerned about, they're also they're concerned about babies, but yet they're all for Roe v. Wade. <laughs> so, national press works everybody up for no reason and works them down for no reason. That's it's just everything. Everything is a drama. They sell newspapers, clicks, and we're talking about it right now. But the reality is, how in the world can you be short on milk? I mean, you know, I, I, formula. It's just, it's just pa- it, panic sales. Oh, yeah. Target's only giving you two boxes, blah, 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 you know. I mean, part of the supply chain. (laughs) Then everybody runs in there and wants four, you know, then all of a sudden they're out again. It's like toilet paper. We have this amazing ability through capitalism to rejuvenate and reproduce what people want. Every now and then there's a little block in the supply chain, but it all works itself out every time. Oh, this is right in there with the Russia hoax. Speaking of which, though, Clayton's in the studio now, dude number two. And we were, he was, and I was listening to him. He was watching in real time as the this the news about this uh, movie Two Thousand Mules came out, and then just as quickly disappeared from the internet. <laughs> Tell us about it, Clay. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, it, it happened on Twitter, uh, and it literally um, all evidence that it ever existed is no longer on twitter it's gone i've seen a lot of i saw a lot of people tweeting about it between last night and this morning but i couldn't find any information on it well i mean the the people at twitter that that are doing this right now they better enjoy it because the days of being able to do it are 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 numbered with yeah it may actually help people want to watch that's dinesh d'souza's documentary about the election and i'm not bought in that the election was stolen that there was a lot of fraud but I mean, I'm open to listen to either side of it. You don't shut down one side of it and say nothing to see here. Just let you know. If you're not worried, let let the information come out there. And let people make their judgment Correct. on what happened hey, there. I'd, I'd be curious. Hey, Ron, we did the same thing with the Russia hoax in 2016 when we spent millions of dollars over four years with the Mueller report and investigations and everything else. Uh, the Steele dossier, you know, that was all in in the, in the mainstream media. It was all being pushed in Congress. Uh, nobody had a problem with that. Uh, but then you put out a movie, you know, people say disinformation, fake news, everything. I mean, so. And for, for those of you who don't know what 2,000 views. As bad as the Durham report there, Clayton. Yeah, the Durham report. Just like the Mueller report. Just like the Mueller. Just like the Mueller report, Mister York. You know, Hillary Clinton didn't win because of Russia. So you know, we heard that for what four years. Durham got two people that told little. Your 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 ministry your ministry of uh, truth czar came out and said that uh, you know Hillary Clinton uh, was the duly elected president or or was saying that Trump wasn't a legitimate president. You know that that's what the truth czar, this lady that. Uh, Joe Biden has put in charge of uh, Nina disinf- Yeah, disinformation. They showed tw- and same thing with the new uh, White House press secretary. Uh, not my president, illegitimate president. 
you know, if you said those same things about Joe Biden, of course, you you know, you'd be told that you're this or you're that. But, you know, rules for the left aren't the same for the rules on the right. The thing, and and the, it's hypocrisy. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. The thing about the disinformation, right, the government is the king of disinformation. I don't want right. you telling me what's right and what's wrong. You put it out there. We're smart enough to figure it out. All right, and that takes us well, right into government Ron. of laws, though, Chris. That's the whole point. This republic well, is a government of laws, and people the first tend law, to want to break law the law. First law is freedom of speech, Mr. York. The very first law that they did. Well, the I agree. Freedom of speech. I agree with laws, but put the information out there, and I'll sort through it. I don't want you being a brain for me. I will use my own. There you, you go, Chris yeah, you, you, you can use your own brain just like you can use your own brain to decide who's a Republican candidate and who is not Yes, I agree with that. Exactly. And, and use your own brain to determine whether Hunter Biden's laptop is real. And let's, Same people, have, Mr. York, 50, 50 intelligence officers. You have to put an R or a D behind a candidate's name if you got a brain. There we go. Don't have to put a R D behind any candidate's name. And that segues into Ron Hart's column this week. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security is no longer just for groping citizens anymore. Uh, unencumbered by actually patrolling our poorest southern border, this government agency has been tapped to control what we can and cannot hear and what we can and cannot say. Talk about creepy mission creep. The propaganda uh, mission now at Department of Humans, at, uh, of course, that Department of Homeland Security, of course, NPR has been government propaganda for years. So, uh, uh, you know. All right, let's they take a break. They have 240,000 employees still, Del. 240,000 at DHS. I don't see some hoarding Muslim army coming across the ocean after us. They were created with 9-11, another mistake of George Bush, the junior. Yeah, I'll never vote for anybody named Bush again, ever. Or remotely can. like Putin and shock and awe. All right, folks. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233.
Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Welcome back. Three News with a View. I'm dude number three, Delk Kennedy. All right, folks, you're listening to Three News with a View. Meantime, gas price went up 30 cents last week. Uh president said is, uh, Putin did it right. Two days ago. Yeah. Right? It's what, gone up about 30 cents in two days. Every, everything that's happened in the United States, poor old Putin. I feel sorry for the guy. He's been made of political football. Uh, maybe that's why he attacked Ukraine. He's just tired of getting beat up on. Uh, who knows? But 30 cents more, y'all like... I got. I'm, I've gotten where I just watch my gas gauge every time it started early for him. Doubt being blamed for things. His name, you know, started really early for him. His name was Putin, so that's a bad start. There you go. All right, and that's Ron Hart, folks. Regular special guest, dude, and uh, favorite son of Columbia. Ron, welcome in. Yes, sir. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going? Doing well, Doug. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mister Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest, dude, Chris Chumley. How are you, Chris? Good morning. Firefighter of the year. Uh, there you go. Um, 
All right, folks, we have got a very, very special guest today, and uh, I want to welcome him in, uh, Caleb Bayless, uh, Assistant District Attorney and candidate for judge, circuit judge, uh, circuit and chancery judge, uh, 22nd Judicial District, consisting of Murray, Giles, Lawrence, and Wayne Counties. Caleb Bayless, good morning, man. Good morning, everyone. All right, Caleb's candidate for judge, and you're you're running for the uh, seat uh, being vacated or a vacant seat because Judge Stella Hargrove is retiring, correct? That is correct. She's retiring in August, and the new judge will take the spot September 1. There you go. And uh, Stella Hargrove has been a, a, a pillar of this community, a fantastic judge for many years now, and um, we hope to have her on as well as the can- the candidates who are seeking her position, but uh, I've already talked to Judge Hargrove about coming on at some point during the summer to just sort of give us a, a, a parting view of uh, what her experience as a judge was like and and uh, what the job entails. But Caleb Bayless, now you've been, folks, let me, let me just say this. I, I worked with Caleb Bayless uh, after retiring from the U.S. Attorney's Office in 2018. I spent two years doing uh, appointed work for criminal defendants uh, here in Murray County and had the pleasure of working with Caleb Bay- Bayless as uh, assistant district attorney. Uh, folks, he's the real deal. And I think probably he he may be the most qualified uh, candidate that I've, and, and, and that's, we've had a lot of very qualified ones, but I mean, in terms of his ability to do research and writing to uh, legal writing and research to work with people uh, to handle himself in a courtroom. Uh, I could not give Caleb any higher praise. He's level-headed, uh, a legal scholar, astute, uh, practical, um, and, and and I hesitate a little bit because that's I I, I work with him as a defense lawyer, but it, it really doesn't work that way. Caleb Bayless, welcome to the show, man. Thank you uh, to everyone. Uh, it's been a joy hearing all of you this morning. <laughs> well, now, Caleb, the, the I know that uh, uh, candidates, lawyers who are candidates for judge, are limited in their um, by the ethical restraints, uh, which means you know to put that plainly, folks, you could lose your law license. <laughs> the uh, uh, judges, uh, candidates for judges, are not. Uh, I mean, the the thing they can't say is, well, I would decide this case th- this way or this case that way. Uh, but Caleb, tell us what you what you uh, want to bring to this judgeship. Well, I think a lot of the things I bring, Mr. Kennedy, are the things that that you spoke about. I I've been fortunate in many regards throughout my legal career. I, I started out clerking for a judge in the 16th Judicial District. Uh, judge Don Ash, who's now a senior judge, a uh, phenomenal judge, and not only was he a circuit court judge, he was presiding judge of the Court of Judiciary. He taught at Nashville School of Law. He taught at the Judicial College out in Reno, uh, had a drug court, had a DUI court, and just did a lot of things, and it was really one of the uh, perfect beginnings to a legal career, in my opinion. I know you. I remember you speaking a lot about that and the lessons you learned there, yeah. 
Absolutely. He uh, he did 50% of the criminal work and 12.5% of the civil chancery work there in Rutherford County and, and Cannon County, uh, as I said, the 16th Judicial District. And it really gave you a large opportunity to see what not to do, many times uh, more so than what to do. Uh, but it gave you a unique perspective of coming in, not necessarily as an adversary, but more so as just a, a learning position to start out a career. Yeah, you used to talk a lot about that, and uh, and that guy, that workload you just described is crushing, uh, and I imagine it was fairly crushing on clerks as well. No doubt, he had a unique approach. Uh, I, I wrote him memorandums of law for every case that came before him to kind of give him an idea as to um, what was what was coming his way, and then. Um, I, I would have thought he would have told me how to rule on things, but he, he just said, go write me an opinion on this. Uh, and so you, you didn't know exactly what he was thinking in that regard, and so it really allowed you to base it on the law and the facts in which uh, come through the pleadings and come through the testimony and other other exhibits that were presented. So so that was great. And then, and then shortly after that, I, I came and started working for, at the time, General Bottoms, Mike Bottoms, a uh, longtime district attorney uh, here in the 22nd from Lawrence County. And, and now, did, what year would that have been, Caleb? That would have been uh, 2011. Okay. And so I did the DUIs. I was the DUI prosecutor. I prosecuted all DUI and DUI-related crimes here in Lawrence and Murray counties. And um, sadly, is a is a large number of crimes. I, I believe I had something like 2,500 cases my first year. I had a trial my second day on the job. There you go. Uh, DUI. And then at some point you moved uh, in as a, as a sort of a general prosecutor, correct? Y- yes, sir. That's correct. Uh, general Bottoms retired in 14, and obviously Brent Cooper is our now elected district attorney, and I've worked with him and then for him for the last eight years in that regard, prosecuting a little bit of everything. And, and prior to running for election, I uh, was his chief deputy for the district attorney's office, which uh, gave me a whole slew of responsibilities in that regard. There you go. Now, Caleb, where did you grow up? I, I grew up in Fall Creek Falls State Park. Uh, you know, another one of the fortunate things in life. My dad was a park ranger there um, and, and ultimately a park manager there. But I, I had some 25,000 acres of a state park, five waterfalls, tallest east of the Rockies, uh, hundreds of miles of hiking trails, an uh, inn, a restaurant, and things that I thought was mine until... Uh, my teenage years and maybe a little bit after that (laughs) there you go it's a beautiful spot for sure now where'd you go to school Uh, i graduated from bledsoe county high school which is one of the two counties fall creek falls is in and then i went to roan state for two years uh, before going to tennessee tech and graduating from there and graduated from nashville school of law after tennessee tech there you go now you are married to christina Yes. Uh, and uh, have a daughter who's, what, about first, second grade? She's soon to be a second grader, currently a first grader, but I think we got less than two weeks less left of school, and uh, hopefully after today I get to go and eat lunch with her at school. So yeah. she turned seven last week, and, and both of those ladies are, are probably the best part of me. There you go. Uh, they, they are both uh, just, yeah, uh, awesome folks, and... So, 
Uh, and that, let's see, now you live right, you live here in Columbia, correct? Yes, sir. I live here in Columbia, and Christina grew up here in Columbia, and so um, I've spent practically my whole entire professional career here in Columbia, and, and Cohen's in public schools here, so I plan on being here forever. There you go. All right, folks, anybody else you got some questions? Caleb Bayless, candidate for judge. Uh, quick question for you, quick question. What do you think I'll be done with the leak in the Supreme Court if they find out what, what's, what's the protocol there, what should be done? You know, that that's really a sad part for the institution. I mean, the su- Supreme Court is the ultimate court here in, in America, and and what should be done, the people should be fired and, and not allowed to that sort of sensitive information again and it's not easy to call for someone's job but the protocols and and that institution as a whole is just uh, a fundamental portion of our country and and we can't have that i mean in order for the justices to deliberate without without public pressure they've got to be able to circulate those opinions and go through their process uh to to ultimately tell us what the supreme law of the land is and and so we we've got to handle that and, and make sure that that doesn't happen again i i can't believe uh that someone would jeopardize their their career over such a thing and and it's sad wherever it came from so you just lose a job not criminal well well it depends and mr kennedy may be able to speak better on that as you all know he was a assistant u.s attorney for a long period of time uh now what i concentrate on here is tennessee and, and so i and as a prosecutor, I don't know what crime it would fit in here in Tennessee, but Mr. Kennedy may be able to weigh in as to whether or not it violates some uh, federal law or not. You know, I, Caleb, I've thought but it, it probably does, uh, you know, a misappropriation of, of uh, government documents. I mean, those things aren't classified, to my knowledge, so those laws don't kick in. Uh, well... Uh, that may not be true. They may question, they may have a low level of classification. Uh, they, they, there's a number of potential federal prosecutions there, uh, but certainly I would uh, disbarment ought to be at the top of the list, which is not a crime. But uh, you know, any, any if a clerk uh, participated in this kind of thing, I would call it the the highest form of. Uh, breach of legal ethics i mean in effect you've broken confidentiality of your client is what you've done and uh in in a major way and uh that's just bedrock uh what a lawyer's supposed to do is keep the confidences of his client and uh and and this is a breach in a major way and i'd say this person ought to be if it's a lawyer or a clerk ought to be disbarred remain disbarred to go get another line of work you know Anyway, hey, uh, anybody Caleb, else got a question for Caleb? Yeah, hey, Caleb, are you running as a Democrat, Republican, or Independent as a judge? Yes, sir, Mr. York. I am the Republican nominee for Circuit Court Judge Part 4. If that is true, how does that project as being impartial as a judge? Well, you know, I think what the Republican nominee says from my perspective is just kind of my core beliefs. Obviously, it has nothing to do with how I'll rule. Um, I've prosecuted, and you can go and look at any case I've prosecuted over the last 11 years. Quite frankly, it's 
it's irrelevant as to what other people are. I think it's been forthcoming to the voters uh, for me to tell them what I am. Uh, you know, somebody can run independent. I got two independent candidates against me. However, neither of them are truly independent. We're we're all something, uh, and so I just feel like it's been forthcoming to voters as to to who I am and what I believe in. Anybody else? Yeah, but I would I would question having a having a, a case in front of you if you are already a Republican judge. And, uh, you know, your your personal beliefs kick in, and I would look at uh, judges not letting your personal beliefs kick in, but following the letter of the law. Absolutely. Yeah, but so you, so you, you'd be more comfortable with Democrat judges, or so are you want them to lie to you that they're independent? Well, I don't want them to lie, but I want a judge to be a judge and follow the letter of the law. I think they all supposed to do that. Well, yes, and I, th- I think you have to differentiate. For example, uh, my current boss, uh, Brent Cooper, he ran as a Republican, but he's never told our office anything as to uh, you need to prosecute based on these political beliefs. Quite frankly, we got people of all sorts of political beliefs within the district attorney's office, and um, that's not relevant as to the job. I've never been partial in regards to how I prosecute somebody, and I would not be partial as to how i sit on the bench but i think i need to be forthcoming to voters as to what i am instead of just saying i'm independent and me truly being a republican i don't know how that would help anything mr york well what republican driven prosecutions do you think were political I mean, we, we got the southern district of new york which was at the trump family for jaywalking you got the you, you got uh mueller and and the, you know going after the russian hoax you got the Hasm family, but under the Obama administration, they kicked their door down and criminalized something was, that was civil. Name a Republican in, 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 in power in the judiciary that went after a Democrat unfairly. I don't know of any, but I don't what? know of any. I don't know of any Democrat that went after someone who hadn't broken the law, or there was a potential of breaking the law. You know, all these investigations have some merit. They're not just. <clears throat> fly-by-night investigations. There's some wrong being done by the perpetrators, and they're investigating. I, I feel like I, I'm going to speak up here. I mean, the, the uh, there there are parts of the country where um, we have definitely seen, and, uh, and Ron's exactly right, it's usually Democrats, uh, judges and prosecutors who are bringing political prosecutions, uh, or judges who are rendering rulings uh, based on politics. Let me tell you something about Caleb Bailey. I know him, folks. Uh, this guy's a stand-up guy, and uh, uh, the, the, the he, he's running as a Republican because that's the way things go these days. He is a Republican, so he needs to tell the truth to people. But uh, fortunately, in this part of the country, we just do not have uh, politics involved in our judiciary, in our prosecution, our defense, uh, and um, and so it's it's good and and Caleb Bayless is as straight an arrow as you're ever going to meet. Mr. York, you're shaking your head. You don't know. Yeah, Caleb. I'm saying you you're saying we don't have politics involved in the judiciary, but people are running as Democrats and Republicans and Independents. That's politics. There's there's a lot of people, uh, especially in this community. When I clock in, politics no longer matters. When I go do my job, politics is absolutely irrelevant to when I clock out. 
And when I'm on my own time, then we can talk politics. But 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 you don't you don't flag yourself as a Republican or Democrat or independent when you're on the clock, do you? Well, it just all depends. Uh, my job isn't political, so Mr. Right. I mean, I I guarantee you that when the when the gavel when the court is gaveled in, that the bailiff is not going to uh, all stand. Here comes the Honorable Caleb Bayless, Republican. That's not the way it works. And uh, you, you see, Stephen, you see Judge Breyer on the Supreme Court you know, step down right before Biden getting ready to lose the House and the Senate. You, you tell me it's not a little bit political. It's certainly at the higher levels of the federal government. Well, or when a judge yeah. resigns when a Republican president's in office, huh? Well, I think, I think of course, Mr. York, I mean, I know where, I know what you're about here. You're against partisan elections for these uh, county and offices and that kind of thing. But I, I, I think knowing that somebody's a Republican or Democrat is just like knowing uh, who they're married, they've got children, <laughs> where they grew up, where they went to school. It's just another piece of information about that person to, uh, to help me decide for whom I want to vote. So let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinics, our Right Care Primary Care Clinic that's open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And the Kroger Shopping Center now has a new primary care provider, Miss Terry Locker. You may know her from Columbia State or the Murray Regional Medical Center ER. If you are tired of being rushed in and out of your primary care provider's office, come see Terry. She's going to sit down with you, treat you like family, and get your health care needs under control. Right Care Primary Care open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Wow, Linda, everything 
everything in your backyard looks so green and beautiful. What's the one over there? That's a flowering dogwood. And what about that one? That's a star magnolia. Ooh, and how about those over there? Oh, those are the new May Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. With chances to win up to $500,000, they might be the greenest thing I've planned all year. Don't just settle for a green thumb this spring. Go for a greener wallet with new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You'd be amazed to learn what one Tennessee Lottery ticket can lead to. For you, it could be lucky. But for others, it could open the door to so much more. With more than $6 billion raised for education, the Tennessee Lottery has proudly funded over 1.5 million scholarships and grants. That means, on average, more than 130,000 Tennesseans every year continue their education just because you played. The Tennessee Education Lottery, game-changing, education-benefiting fun. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch your bandit run. Welcome back to Three Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, a known Democrat. <laughs> Good morning, Del. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. York. Regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley. How you doing, man? Good morning. And regular guest dude on <clears throat> Tuesday, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How you doing, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. And now we've got a, uh, a very special guest, uh, my friend Caleb Bayless, who is candidate for uh, judge in Part 4, Circuit and Chancery Judge, Part 4, 22nd Judicial District, consisting of Murray, Giles, Wayne, and Lawrence Counties. Good morning, Caleb. Good morning, Mr. Kennedy. And, Caleb, this might be a, a good chance to sort of educate people on who our judges are and how our judicial system works. Uh, and I think a whole lot of people are confused by it. And <clears throat> I, I get confused sometimes with these uh, judicial elections. But uh, let's just start, and Caleb, you chime in anywhere you want to. The, the, uh, our, our judges, district attorneys, and public defenders have in Tennessee eight-year terms. Uh, that is designed, it's, it's nominal purpose, these long, uh, I don't know of any other elected positions that have as long a terms, and the, the nominal reason for that is to give uh, judges, district attorneys, 
public defenders um, some some political insulation where they're they're not as subject to being whipped around by the forces of politics giving giving them having a long uh, term eight <clears throat> years now these terms all run simultaneously which means that all of our judges our district attorney our public defender uh, their terms are up as of this year so each seat uh, you know, now we have a couple of three incumbents I think who are running without opposition um, and in the case in Caleb's case in part four he's running for an open seat because of the announced retirement of Judge Stella Hargrove now folks part one two three and four now these are we have general sessions judges like Bobby Sands and down in uh, uh, Mount Pleasant Lee Bailey uh, they can do small claims they can handle misdemeanors um, but the circuit and chancery courts are where uh, you know the larger claims have to be handled the disputes that involve the larger amounts of money uh, and where jury trials can't be held. Only, only circuit and chancery judges in Tennessee, and the seat Caleb's running for is a is a combined circuit and chancery judge seat. And that's sort of hard to explain to folks as well. Uh, it, it's really a historical anomaly, isn't it, Clay? Uh, Caleb, yeah. Yes, and, and before we go further, I don't want you to forget Doug Chapman, juvenile sessions judge here in, in Murray County as well. And, and Mr. York, I, I don't want to offend you, but all of them but Judge Sands are the Republican nominees in this process, including the district attorney, Brent Cooper, and public defender, Travis Jones. Um, Judge Sands ran independent this time. But <laughs> course, I mean, Judge Sands is a is a strong Democrat. We all know that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, and uh, never had opposition <clears throat> as judge. And and as you said, Mr. Kennedy, the the Sessions judges here all prelims uh, can handle crimes that are misdemeanors and and civil cases up to twenty five thousand uh, dollars. But anything over that, or if you want a jury trial, go to circuit court and. Um, the 22nd is unique in some forms. I, I mentioned the 16th Judicial District earlier. They they had a designated chancery court, then two civil circuit judges and two criminal circuit judges. Yeah, it varies from district to district. It does. And and obviously Davidson, Shelby, some of the bigger jurisdictions uh, differentiate like that. But here, the um, all four judges, and there are currently four, there, there was some talk about a fifth judge being added to the budget and potentially being appointed this year by the governor. However, that did not end up in the ultimate budget. So there are still four. Uh, and for, for a significant period of time in this district, um, we have been short over a judge based on the numbers of cases. And just to give you an example of how many how many cases they hear a year, 2018-19, and, and the physical year for them uh, runs from July 1st <coughs> through June 30th. And uh, in my opinion, that's the best year to look at because we did have a pandemic that that took parts of years with no jury trials and things of that nature. But the four circuit judges heard approximately uh, 6,900 cases that particular fiscal year. 
Uh, and, and so, yes, it's a large number of cases, and predominantly criminal cases. That particular year, uh, 57% of the cases were criminal in nature, and, and really range. Uh, they, they're not a ton of misdemeanors, minus uh, your domestic assaults and DUIs are probably the most prominent type misdemeanors, but most of those being felony offenses that occur here. And then a great number of... Uh, civil cases not there've only been a, less than 5 civil jury trials in the past 5 years here in the 22nd so civil jury trials are not that um regular uh, and, and although people are entitled to them in domestic relation cases uh, they're not regular they're either typically decided by the judge yeah and that's so folks you've got these circuit slash chancery judges there are four of them in the 22nd district and they they rotate around those four counties murray giles wayne and lawrence um and sir so this is where if the larger cases the jury trials the criminal trials these are the judges that preside over those cases um and they really are the only uh record what you call record courts in tennessee uh, like I said the the other places you see trials sometime are in these sessions courts or juvenile courts, but their jurisdiction is limited, uh, and basically the the uh, circuit chancery courts have the jurisdiction to hear the larger cases, the, to conduct the criminal jury trials, <laughs> that kind of thing. Could, could I ask a question real quick? Yeah, Chris. Okay. So for our listeners, because I know it took me a while to to figure it all out. Could you explain to us the process, just where all of these people you're naming, where they fall in, say, on a murder trial, the district attorney, the prosecutors, where the circuit judge would fall in? Could you explain that real quick? Yeah, Caleb, you want to take that? Yeah, a- Absolutely. Uh, more so of a referee in the example that you just gave, Chris. So, um, it, And it depends. Ca- cases come to circuit court one of two ways uh, for the most part. And I guess there is a third way of a criminal information, but a murder case would never or rarely come that particular way. But if somebody's arrested on the street by officers, uh, the officer swears out a warrant, that, that puts the case in general sessions to start. And at, after either a waiver by the defendant or a um, preliminary hearing, that case would then go to the Murray County Grand Jury. Here uh, in Murray County, those, those people serve six-month terms uh, from January through June and then July through December. And, and that's something I've had the privilege of doing and really one of the best parts of my job because you get to interact with everyday citizens that are on there. Uh, it's kind of brief little legal seminars because you're explaining to them the law as an officer <coughs> swore in, telling them whatever the facts mm-hmm is and then everybody steps out and they uh they deliberate and either true bill or no true bill so those if they true bill it at that point uh if it's not been through sessions court that will go to a circuit judge at that point for them to issue a capius and set a bond at that point uh if if it's been through the sessions court the bond's already been set and so it's just processed through at that point and then they come before the court for what's called arraignment uh, and that's where they're given notice of their charges. And those can either be read by the judge, uh, and they're either 
hire their own counsel or their appointed counsel at that point in time. And typically here in Murray, we have a 90-day uh, plea or trial selection date set after that. So if I were arraigned earlier this month in May, 90 days out, I'd have a plea or trial selection date where the district attorney's office would make an offer to the defense in that regard or to the individual if they decide to represent themselves and uh, plea agreements are reached on a on the vast majority of cases because our criminal justice system would shut down if that were not the case especially after the pandemic i mean we we postponed jury trials for for long periods of time i i tried a case last may that uh, was a especially aggravated kidnapping, 10 counts that occurred at then Community First Bank where the individual went in there. That's right, I remember that. With the machete, and, and he had to sit in jail for a long period of time. Now, his his counsel had had a bad car wreck and, and wasn't able to participate, and they talked about appointing him counsel at that point in time, but he wanted to stick with his attorney. And then just unfortunately for him, uh, after his attorney got better, the pandemic happened. So wow. it was a long time in between when the crime happened and that. And so uh, then the judge would accept the plea at that point in time or deny the plea if they so chose. Uh, but then if they can't be in agreement, it would go to uh, jury trial at that point. Okay. So yep. hopefully that answers. And and the short answer is the job of a circuit uh, chancery judge is to hold an impartial trial according to law in civil and criminal matters in the four counties of this district. And uh, and and they they are in terms of jurisdiction and enforcement power, they are the big dog of the state court system in in this area, this district. So it's a very important job, Caleb. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Ron Hart, we're leaving, man. What about this mis- Ministry of Disinformation? Uh, need to be shut down. It's not their purview to be telling us what to think, what to say, and what's good and bad. If it wasn't so one-sided, maybe. But even if it was e- equal and whatever that is, uh, it shouldn't happen. It's not, not the intent of the, of the group. If, if media had not lost all their credibility, if FBI and CIA had not lost their credibility, we can trust the government on, and, and the media on these things, but I, I don't think we can going forward. I agree. Don't shut down right. Fox Run. Don't shut down Fox Fox News. All right, all right. It's an alternative view, it's an alternative view, Mr. York. Uh, you just want to all be left wing. All right, Caleb Bayless, come back and see us this summer. <laughs> Thanks for having me, everyone. All right, man. Have a great day, everybody. You as well. Bye.